Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. Marathon Scholars, a nonprofit here in Portland, believes that inside every child is a dream. And sometimes it just takes an adult mentor to help that child make that dream become a reality. Let's find out how they do that. I'd like to welcome Molly Mitchell, Director of Youth Programs at Marathon Scholars to Metroscope. Hey there, Molly. Hello. So uh, Marathon Scholars, tell me what that is. So Marathon Scholars is a nonprofit here in Portland that brings together caring adults and talented low-income children to make the dream of a college degree a reality. We believe that higher education is life-changing and should be accessible to all who aspire to it. Marathon invests in students early in fourth grade to prepare them for the journey to and through college by recruiting highly motivated college aspiring students from Title I elementary schools and supporting them with mentorship and whole family enrichment programming, we aim to increase the college enrollment, retention, and graduation rates among low-income first-generation students from Portland. So you start with them in the fourth grade. That that's, seems pretty young. How do you know they should be college-bound in the fourth grade? We partner with a couple of elementary schools who foster college-going environments. Um, and they introduce students very early to the concept of college. And so when we reach out to those teachers uh, to kind of get some recommendations of students, those teachers have already identified some students who have expressed interest in going to college, even if it's just kind of a preliminary idea uh, in their minds. Teachers are amazing like that. They can really spot students and and kind of already see their path. That's that's a cool thing. It's absolutely true. Um, we give our teachers a lot of credit in our program um, for kind of fostering the desire for learning and curiosity um, that our students have. And uh, we always look to teachers to give us kind of those first recommendations of who do you think would be a great marathon scholar? And the, the mentors, tell me about the mentors. Where do they come from? Mentors are... They come from all over. Uh, They're just interested adults who want to invest a little bit of time in uh, supporting a young person on their journey to college. So they can come from anywhere. They can come from anywhere in the Portland metro area, just um, need to be able to travel to meet their students uh, and invest about five hours a month uh, in either meeting up in person or chatting via via phone or email. And when when the student and the mentor are together, tell me Mm -hmm. about what that is like. What do they do? They do a variety of things. Sometimes uh, our mentors introduce our students to new activities, kind of get them out of their comfort zones. Sometimes our students introduce their mentors to new activities and get (laughs) them out of their comfort zones. Um, They do all sorts of activities, including going to museums or shows. They take a walk in their neighborhoods and notice what's there. Um, A lot of times mentors learn a little bit more about their students' families. 
Uh, so they're, they're spending time together at a barbecue or a family event. Uh, or sometimes they're showing up to school and kind of supporting their student in uh, their athletic activities or extracurriculars. And since they do start in the fourth grade, which is pretty young, do they, mm-hmm. does the same mentor stay with the same students throughout their high school or their, their lower education career, I guess? It is possible. Um, we don't ask for that long of a commitment. We only ask for a four-year commitment from our mentors um, with the opportunity to renew that at the end. Uh, we do know that those long-term relationships are beneficial for our students uh, in building trust and understanding and kind of learning more about each other. Uh, so some of our mentors have stayed with our students that long. Wow. Uh, we do have some some folks who've been with us since the beginning. Um so we've been around about 15 years, uh, and we still have uh, mentors in our program who have been here since day one. How m- important is the support from the student's family to get in- for the whole family to get involved with Marathon Scholars? It is crucial. Uh, when we ask for applications, we're asking for an application really from the whole family. Uh, we want our scholars to know that they are in a community of support and a lot of times getting to our events requires parent involvement or parent consent at the very least. And uh, we want to know that um, our scholars are supported. Most of our families have never, all the parents at least, have never navigated all of these waters. They don't necessarily know what to look for or what to watch out for. And um, so we understand that. And we want to bring them into all of our programming, uh, making sure that everyone has access to information and services. Tell me about uh, a success story of one of the students that's, that's kind of gone through the whole thing. You oh. must have a million of them. We do. We do. We have probably dozens. We don't have a, a, a ton of <laughs> okay, students in our program. We only take in about 10 students per year. Okay. Um, and I would say we, uh, we have lots of success stories uh, because our students who are graduating um, – feel so kind of grateful for the support that they have received from Marathon uh, in navigating all of the bureaucracy and all of the ways that sometimes first-generation students can get tripped up. Um, So one of our brilliant students who uh, was in our first cohort recently graduated, and uh, she took one year off of school. She had started out at PCC and that um, that experience was, she was feeling like, you know what, I could make more money just working, and, and school was kind of hard at that point, and it was difficult to, to manage needing to earn an income and school. Uh, so she had dropped out for a year and worked during that time and uh, m- came to the realization that, you know, maybe she could be earning a little bit more, and maybe she wasn't quite living up to her full potential. Uh, so she re-enrolled uh, and got got back on track and just recently graduated with a degree in women's studies from Portland State University, is looking at going to graduate school. She did her internship for one semester at Marathon Scholars, and we got a chance to really see her skills shine. And uh, she was really grateful to have the opportunity to give back to younger students uh, and kind of help get them engaged in the same way that she felt engaged when she was younger. 
Yeah, I would imagine that some of the students that go through the whole process, do they want to come back and, and be mentors themselves? Yes, many of them do. Uh, and so we are engaging in that process right now. One of our scholars that just graduated with a degree in, as a physician assistant, and she's also interested in serving on our board of trustees. And so we value that input and we want to know from students themselves how we can make our programming and our organization even better, more relevant, um, and serve perhaps even more students. So we look forward to having her voice uh, on our board. We also currently have uh, a couple of parents of our scholars serving on our board, providing oh, yeah. that voice um, and, and some of that perspective uh, that's really important and necessary when working with um, a really diverse group of students and families. We're talking today with Molly Mitchell, Director of Youth Programs at Marathon Scholars. And we are recording this interview on September 11th, which is kind of an important day for you guys. Tell me why September 11th is so important. Our founders were really inspired by the events of September 11th. I think that day was a little bit of a wake-up call for our country. Uh, and, of course, for our founders, they realized, you know, there's a lot more that needs to be done that we can all pitch in to do. And they looked for things that they could do um, to make a meaningful impact on the community. And one of the ways that they chose to engage, of course, was through education. They looked at Oregon's graduation rates, specifically in Portland, uh, and said, this isn't right. We've got to do something about this, that um, our students were not even graduating high school at a reasonable rate. Uh, so they thought, you know, that relationships can make a difference. Uh, feeling connected and involved, feeling like you belong somewhere uh, really matters. And they decided that mentorship with an incentive for a scholarship uh, would be the way to do that. So really the events of 9-11 in 2001 inspired uh, our startup in 2002 and our recruiting of our first class then in 2003. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. What a great way to turn something horrible into something fantastic. I think we were all looking for a, a way Absolutely. to connect yeah. uh, and a way to make meaning out of some of those events. How does one become a mentor? What if, what if somebody out there listening wants to get involved? How do they do that? They can go right to our website uh, and check out uh, mentoring about us. And uh, there's a link there to apply. We just ask for that application online and we will get back to you right away. Uh, then the next steps in the process uh, are an interview, a background check, and a training. So uh, it usually takes a couple of weeks to get all of those activities done. And uh, then we talk about matching and what kind of a student you might want to be matched with, a younger student or older student, uh, maybe an introverted student or someone who's really into science or the career field that you're in. What kind of qualifications does a mentor need? They need to have navigated college in some some respect. Uh, it does. You don't have to have been through it in four years. It could have taken you longer. Uh, in the example of the student I gave earlier, uh, or or you could have had a non traditional route to college. Uh, but we do want our students to see someone who has navigated that uh, system and uh, is doing well in their whatever their chosen career field might be, uh, just to see what that could look like. Yeah. We want our mentors to expand their child's view of the possible, whatever that is in their life, whatever is possible. 
Uh, so they don't have to have a specific career background or educational background. Uh, we just want them to be curious and persistent and uh, open, help open the mind of a young person. Tell me about the students, too. What, where do the students come from? And, and how are their lives just magically changed by this? It's just amazing. I don't know that it's magic. But, <laughs> well, that's true. It's not it's, magic. There's, we, there's a definite intent. Yeah. Uh, all our, our students come from a variety of countries. Our students come from right here in the U.S. Uh, our students, we recruit our students basically out of two elementary schools that we've formed good partnerships with over the years. Fabian in the Northeast Portland area on the Concordia campus and Alder Elementary out in the Reynolds School District uh, where we partner with an organization called Together We Are Greater Than. And the folks at Greater Than uh, and the folks at Fabian and the 3 to PhD program help us identify our students early and uh, help our students kind of filter into the program and they help support them uh, through the next couple of years as they launch into middle school and high school. You also have enrichment programs. What, mm-hmm. is, what does that mean? So we know that a mentorship is is merely a supportive relationship that hopefully fosters a fun and trusting environment. We also know that our students and our families need access to information. So we take our whole families um, on family college day tours where we go and tour state universities in the state of Oregon, sometimes up to Washington, and we explore what's available on college campuses. Sometimes our families don't really know much about those opportunities on campuses like um, student health services or mental health support or what kinds of financial aid are available. Oftentimes those are just mysteries and we want to unveil those mysteries and know help families know that their students will be supported holistically on campus Uh, a lot of times our families are afraid to let their babies go (laughs) and uh, we want to make sure that they know that 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 is a safe thing to do that there's you know campus safety available Uh, we want students to know what kind of majors are available and what does the campus feel like we want to get them there to to discover all of those things. So family college days is one of our enrichment activities. Uh, we also do career days, sometimes service days in partnership with other organizations uh, to, to really help our students understand what careers might be available to them and also what kinds of things contribute to a great resume or a college application. Is it is sometimes the student, is this their first exposure to college at all? Maybe the first time anyone in their family has gone to college? This is usually the first time anyone in their family has gone to college. Um, typically, because of the organizations and the schools that we partner with, it isn't the first time they've the students themselves have been exposed to college. When we recruit at Fabian, you know, they work in conjunction every day with students at Concordia University, and their school is located right on the campus there. Uh, so students do understand a little bit about universities and colleges, but they don't necessarily feel like it's accessible to them. Um, And for families, um, hopefully, uh, our families through the years come on many college tours with us, and they feel comfortable using the language of universities. They know what a campus is, that it's a a group of buildings, uh, that universities aren't just all in one building necessarily, uh, things like that. So oftentimes, you know, Families may go on their first college tour 
Uh, but through the years in our program, uh, it hopefully becomes more and more familiar. That's, a, that's an amazing thing when you do first go to a college campus and look around like, wow. I, re- I remember that so vividly when I went to college uh, 100,000 years ago. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of overwhelming. Absolutely. And I think it can be overwhelming to anybody. Yeah. It, it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, my family, my dad did graduate from college. But even when I went to college, it was a huge campus and there were 40,000 students there. And it was miles between my courses. Uh, and that felt so enormous. And it was just teeming with students. And so uh, because I had been there before and I had visited campus and I had family and cousins that were there with me, it didn't feel so overwhelming. And we want to create a similar atmosphere where students Mm -hmm. know a little bit about where to go and what's a bursar and how do you find the cashier's office and how do you make sure you're, you're logged into your, you know, financial aid correctly and, and all of those kinds of things. How do you choose your courses correctly? And what do you do when you need to drop a class? We offer a lot of enrichment support um, for our students in terms of academic advising uh, and kind of just the basics of navigating all of the things you need to know uh, once you get onto campus. Probably even a career path. Like what, what like, like you said earlier, start mm-hmm. to dream and what can I dream of? What's There are no limits or maybe there are some limits and, and how they go about navigating that too. Sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our older students have expressed interest in, you know, certain career fields that we then try to find mentors to match them up in those career fields. The student that I mentioned earlier who was interested in becoming a physician assistant, uh, her mentor recently is a physician assistant, and we had matched them based on that interest. Uh, and she feels like she knows how to navigate that application process, what the schooling process is going to look like, and what her career opportunities are uh, once she graduates because of that mentorship. How large is the need in our community to have Marathon Scholars around? You guys are doing such great work. I think, you know, the need can never be overestimated. Uh, No matter who you are, you need a little bit of guidance and a little bit of information. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that our schools are really overwhelmed And our schools don't have necessarily, our public schools anyways, don't have the resources uh, to really foster that curiosity and the development in all of their students. And so, you know, the need is fairly outstanding uh, for that type of uh, emotional support, uh, the guidance and intellectual information that students might need. Uh, and then kind of the, the relationship piece of, of bringing in the family and making sure this, the families understand uh, their roles as well. Because it's one thing to help the student navigate that. But, you know, sometimes our families are, like I said, reluctant to let their students go. And uh, just allowing them that space to, to feel those things and to maybe grieve their student leaving for the first time. Uh, we, we try to do that all in relationship and we try to make sure that, you know, families are connected to each other, that they're not going through this thing alone. That's probably really important for this family, family A and family B to get together. Maybe they don't know each other, but they're going through the same process. So it's probably great for them to get together and chat. Yeah. And so we offer those opportunities, you know, on the buses on the way down. We have events where we we bring together families and we make sure that they introduce each other, uh, introduce themselves to each other. And uh, 
through those relationships, we've seen families uh, kind of grow in their faith and understanding of what this process is all about. Um, we've seen families support each other in getting into, you know, maybe different high schools with different opportunities for their students. Uh, and we've seen families kind of coordinate and collaborate for, uh, you know, college transportation, student drop-offs, things mm-hmm. like that. You guys have a, a fundraiser coming up that we want to talk about, too. Tell me about the fundraiser, Hold Up the Light. We sure do. So this is our second year hosting a benefit concert for Marathon Scholars. And uh, we are hosting that coming up on Saturday, September 29th at 3 p.m. at First Baptist Church. We have three unique choirs who uh, are all coming together to hold up the light for our scholars. Uh, we have Bridgetown Sound, which is a acapella men's group, uh, competitive. They compete all over. And uh, Contico Singers, which is more of a classical uh, small choir. And the Portland Interfaith Gospel Choir, which is uh, a larger gospel choir uh, dedicated to uh, elevating their community through the gifts of music. And they're all coming together to support Marathon Scholars. Tickets are only $12 and uh, $15 at the door. And where can you get advanced tickets? You can get them on our website, marathonscholars.org slash events slash rally, R-A-L-L-Y. It's going to be a cool event. You said it's coming up September 29th on a Saturday at 3 o'clock. That's right. What yeah, a, what First a fun, Baptist Church. What a fun thing to hear, you know, all those voices singing and, and you know it's for a good cause. It's, that's fantastic. It's going to be really exciting. We have one of our scholars who's emceeing the event and another scholar wow. who's joining in with the singing uh, on this finale number called Hold Up the Light. So we are really excited to engage um, our students, their families, and uh, all of these choirs, and hopefully some of your audience members as well. Yeah. How else can our listeners get involved? What, what can they do to help out Marathon Scholars, our listeners? They can uh, help us... In the office as volunteers, they can help chaperone events. Uh, They can help us with some administrative tasks or fundraising. Uh, We always have opportunities, and we encourage you to reach out to us at info at marathonscholars.org with any questions you might have. Uh, You can also check out our website, marathonscholars.org, for more information. And there's a place to donate online too, right? There sure is, yeah. You can always use use donations. You can always use donations. Uh, And that includes gifts uh, of an estate gift. That includes uh, stocks. That includes all sorts of ways that you can help support the next generation of leaders in accessing education. So one thing when you do make a donation online or in person at Marathon Scholars, it goes towards a $12,000 scholarship. Tell me about that. So donations can go to scholarships that would need to be designated specifically. Uh, one of the ways that this scholarship funds have been covered in the past is for, by folks making a pledge of $100 a month for 10 years. Uh, and we have had so many folks go that route. Those scholarships are then available once our students reach college uh, and It's $12,000, so typically divided about $3,000 per academic year. 
that supports anything the student needs, whether that's a new laptop, whether that's books, whether that's help towards tuition or housing to stay on campus. Um, our scholarship uh, is flexible to meet the students' needs. Uh, we know that our students coming from low-income families don't necessarily have access to all of the things that their higher-income peers might, uh, and we want to make sure that that playing field is a little bit more equitable. So our scholarship goes towards making sure that happens. That's awesome. So the, like I said earlier, we are recording this on September 11th, so that was... 9-11-2001 was 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Marathon Scholars started about 16 years ago. So that's time to have a student probably go through the whole process and graduate from college. Absolutely. So tell yeah. me about that student or those students. Sure. We've had students graduate from all sorts of universities um, all over, from Syracuse University to U of O, uh, all the way up to you know University of Washington and um, we are extraordinarily proud of our students and, and the grit that they've shown, the determination. And um, yeah, we have probably close to 15 graduates at this point yeah. um, who are now working in all sorts of sectors. We have a student who is teaching English abroad. Uh, we have a student who uh, is in the nursing field uh, right here in Portland. Uh, who has come back and brought her little siblings along to service days and trips just to make sure that they get the same exposure to information and support that she did. That's so great. What a great thing and rewarding to to follow the students and, and see what they've what they've become. That's fantastic. Absolutely. Give out the website one more time where we can find more information. Marathonscholars.org. Awesome. Thank you so much, Molly, for being on the show today. Thank you, Gary. Appreciate you having us on. We were talking with Molly Mitchell, Director of Youth Programs at Marathon Scholars. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. See T-Mobile.com. 